Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, where each week Jonathan and his co-host interview the leading experts in WordPress, e-learning, and online marketing. Jonathan, take it away. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Show. It's episode 555. It's our last interview before our Christmas break. We've got a great friend of the show, a great WordPress contributor, and just a great guy in general. We have the wizard, JJ, with us, our, um, the founding developer of BB Press, joint presenter of um, Word, WordPress Weekly, uh, um, just a great guy in general. Would you like to also introduce yourself as well quickly in about 20 seconds? You know, Jonathan, for a moment there, I thought you were talking about Stephen. <laughs> he's, he's, great, he's great as well. He's great. I, haven't hit, I haven't hit wizard level yet. <laughs> but he's not a wizard. I guess, I suppose. Uh, I'm just happy to be here. Yeah, I've been involved in a lot of stuff for a long time. So just uh, happy to happy to hang out with you guys. It'll be fun. Oh, great. And I've got my great co-host, uh, a wizard in training, um, Stephen Saunders. Stephen, would you like to quickly introduce yourself? Yeah, Stephen Souter from zipfish.io. I, you could run a speed test there, check out how fast we can make your website. That's great. And before we go, what we're basically going to be talking about is they're going to be talking about the future of BB Press, what JJ thinks of Buddy Boss, and um, just a small subject, the future GPL software. So only a few topics to discuss in half an hour, plus some 15 minutes bonus content. Uh, um, but before we go into this great and should be interesting interview, um, I just want to mention one of our great sponsors, and that's Kinsta Hosting. Kinsta Hosting is only a WordPress hosting provider, a premier one. If you've got a WooCommerce site, a learning management system, uh, a Mac, membership site that needs some oomph, as I say, you should go and have a look at what Kinsta has to offer, um, not only for yourself, but for your clients. Um, basically, they provide all the modern technology on Google Cloud, superb interface, all the technology bells and whistles, and great support. So if that sounds interesting, and it should at a reasonable price, go over to Kinsta, have a look at their plans. I suggest you should buy one for yourself or for your clients. And the main thing, if you do do that, is to tell them that you heard about them on the WP Tonic show. So straight into the interview. So where should I start, Wizard? So um, let's start <laughs> with the um, BB Press. Um, you know, are you still actively involved in that? And if yes, um, where do you think you will be at the end of 2021 with it? So... BB Press has always been a, an interesting piece of software in the in the, the WordPress world of things because it, it does power a lot. A lot of people use it. A lot of people rely on it for uh, the support forums, not just like for the plugins forums or the uh, the general WordPress.org support forums, but uh, the Rosetta forums. It's translated into a bunch of all the different languages that WordPress is translated into. BB Press gets translated into. Um, but it is, uh, even though it is like a critical piece of infrastructure, it is, uh, there's a very small group of people that, that get to decide what happens in it. And so uh, the, the nice thing is that it is very simple for the most part. And so uh, it is generally like feature complete. 
which is kind of an odd thing to think of when you think of software that there's not much else that really has to go into BB press to make it be what it is. And so um, it, it's not to say that it's, you know, it, 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 it's just kind of idling, right? Like it's sort of in its, uh, in its maintenance mode. Cause it, uh, it, it, not because it's end of life in any way, but because it, there's not much else to add to it uh, that WordPress.org needs or that forums in general really need. Um, and so it is, it is one of those things where like the site could use a refresh and maybe some of the default styling could use an update and, uh, and, and those things here and there will, will always happen. But those are largely maintenance items. Uh, we've got well, subscriptions, profiles, favorites, forums, topics, replies, moderation tools that, you know, continue to get improved here and there. But, uh, there are no major, major features planned for BB Press other than like some Gutenberg block support that's currently mm. being worked on. But, um, but again, it's like those are nice to haves. They're not they're not major features for BB Press. They're just keeping up with WordPress. So, um, it's uh, it's it's that's what kind of what makes it a fun project to work on, in my opinion. It's still like it's uh. It might not be a huge amount of activity and a ton of work going into it, like something like Gutenberg. But for folks that are looking to contribute, get a get a, an easy badge on their WordPress.org profile. Um, and there's a there's a thousand dumb little things, typos that I've got in there from years ago, or weird class names that people can add to stuff. There's like a million little ways that it can just get iterated on and improved over time. That like make it an easy piece of software to contribute to for folks that you know might be intimidated by stepping up to Gutenberg or WordPress core itself. So you say that, but what's your thoughts about Buddy Boss? Because they're um you know they've taken <laughs> he's greeted. Uh um, they they're <laughs> you know they've taken uh, you know which they they've got every right to do do so because it you know because it's GPL software and They've done a styling job on it and added maybe some additional functionality, and they seem to be doing quite well. So, what's your feelings about what they've been up to? So, I think, well, a lot, a lot of people expect for my feelings to probably be what they something that they aren't. I mean, I'm I am only happy for like the the folks at Buddy Boss, uh, Mike and Tom, I've, who I've met several times at WordCamp Miami and other WordCamps throughout the years. Um, they've sh- they've always shown me in person or remotely, like here's the cool stuff that we are doing. So it's not like it came as a surprise. They're uh, they are pillars in the Buddy Press community because they've always tried to build something like the best possible experience using Buddy Press that they could. Um, and so they're they are they are exercising their they're right with the GPL to, to fork it and take it and do what they want with it. Uh, while at the same time, they are kind of doing what is the most successful open source business model. And they are wholesale taking BuddyPress, packaging it with their own software on top of it, making it really pretty, and then giving users the experience that they want with it. So, so before I throw it over to Stephen, I, I remember from our last conversation that you said, would it, if you had the, um, because obviously you, 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 you got to pay for your living, but you said, you know, if you had 
had the resources, financial and time resources, would have would that what they are doing was that what you would have liked to have done in some way? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it is it is like the every time that we talk about any type of website, social network in a box kind of experience, it for the most part. It's not usually very pleasant. It's not usually something that we look forward to using. Twitter has somehow kind of floated by. Uh, it's like kind of being okay enough to use. Uh, but uh, there is a huge amount of opportunity in just being able to roll your own community and, and uh, websites and communities like Reddit or uh, and sort of largely group-ish kind of based following apps like uh, Twitch or uh, Snapchat, things like that have sort of proved that like having your community sort of hovering around you and one focal point works and it is sort of what people want out of it. Uh, it, There's there's just such a great opportunity to do that in an open and and free kind of way. And uh, and without dedicated energy kind of focused on it it doesn't 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 get better and so the buddy boss folks put the energy towards it for years they have put time and effort into making buddy boss uh, be that good experience and um, and so they they deserve all the success in the world because it was mm. one of those things that uh, i couldn't i couldn't i couldn't do at the same time and it wasn't wasn't built for i don't have the experience to execute that myself uh and so they did and uh, it is, uh, and they, the, the best part is really, it is like, a whether or not there's like direct communication from the buddy boss folks or the buddy press project, I think is kind of irrelevant. Like, uh, whatever they do will only help buddy press in the long run and whatever buddy press does will only help the buddy boss folks in the long run. So it is very sort of symbiotic. Uh, and that's the beauty of, you know, forking or, or, or go in your own direction is whatever they do is, is derivative in GPL. And so if, uh, if it's something that's amazing and they've made great strides towards something, buddy press can always absorb it and bring it back in. Uh, it is the ideal situation. I think it is the GPL at work, uh, in sort of the, the best possible way, I think. All right. Over to you, Stephen. I think it's really interesting when you're talking about like that symbiotic relationship in the GPL world where you have something that was built and then somebody that takes it, packages it, monetizes it. Um, how does that work? Or, or I guess, how would you, in your mind, frame up like the best kind of way to make this symbiotic relationship work where you have Buddy Press and then you have Buddy Boss, right? So Buddy Boss implements features into their fork and stuff. Do you think... Um, there is onus on that person who's forked it and is like creating new features and stuff to be trying to like contribute and commit those features back? Or is it up for the person who's controlling that main branch to be looking at what's going on in the mm-hmm. fork and deciding what they want to pull in? Right. I mean, I, it's, it is, it is like the open source, uh, that, that is the friction point for, yeah. for every project, right? If you look at, you look at WebKit or any other popular the, the Ubuntu or whatever whatever other popular distro that you want to you want to think of that uh, I think it 
it sort of depends on the team and the people and it ends up depending on the feature also. And so the size of it or the magnitude or the, the shift that comes as a result of it, like, um, and the most important part is like try and is to try and remember that everyone is just focusing on what they can focus on and trying their best to, to get the job done. And it's just too easy to like, to think that it's personal or to make, think that someone's the bad guy, like to, like I could, I could very easily be perceived as like I should be paying attention to them and and pulling things down that they are that they're working on that are cool and like, it, I could the buddy press contributors could very easily feel like it's their responsibility to to tell us what it is that they're working on and then to pitch us those ideas. But then we've all seen, I think, like where that goes wrong, where they continue to pitch and pitch and pitch the cool stuff that they're doing, but they don't get, they fail to get. Uh, an audience of people excited about it on the open source side. And so then they're doing all this extra work to show everyone what they're working on. And then no one's really paying attention or appreciating that. So it it falls apart really, really fast. Uh, and like it, the only reason it falls apart is because we only, we can only pay attention to so many things and the, the, the software like BuddyPress or WordPress and BBPress, they're, as simple as they are on the surface, they are complex under the hood. And so front loading all that in your, in your brain is just not something that one or two or five people are able to do anymore. And so if someone wanted to, or buddy boss wanted to, uh, you know, contribute their media managing component, because we have buddy press attachments, but if they're, if they want to say, Hey, we've, we've really nailed this media experience, but we want to, we want to contribute this upstream into the, you know, buddy press proper. How do we, how do we, how do we actually review and contribute and roadmap and scope and put that on a release cycle? Like it only slows them down, frankly, and and it only frustrates them uh, to try and loop us into all of this other like it's and it just it it ends up being really frustrating, I think, for everyone. Yeah. And so you're so you, I don't I don't know that anyone's really nailed it, at least that I've seen. Maybe somebody has. Um, you know, the, the Google and Apple working on WebKit, I think is like a, a solid example of like Apple working on a project and being open source, but kind of closed and having, you know, a little bit of a walled garden, but still inheriting features that everybody needs in a browser. Like uh, they've, they've nailed it because we're all using it all the time. Um, but it's tough, man. Like I don't, I don't know that there's a there's a perfect experience for that. Have you seen anything? Do you know of anything? Can you think of? No, I mean that's that, that's that's what I, I was just wondering what your like perception of that was because like well, usually what me like like that's the rough, usually right? what happens like, is somebody forks and then they then the original one dies right like yeah like uh, Jigo Shop and WooCommerce or the WordPress and B two or. Uh, uh, Next Cloud and Own Cloud were recently like this. Um, like I forked a chosen read this. So there's jQuery chosen was like a drop down at uh, like select two. And it, uh, the folks at harvest uh, originally created this JavaScript jQuery based drop down. And it had been on GitHub without any pull requests or anything merged or any activity from the owners for seven years. I was like, I really like it. And there's like 50 pull requests that haven't been merged okay, and I don't really know enough about the history of the project, but I really like this, the way that it works, and I like the way that it looks, and I'm just a fan of it, so I forked it. 
And like literally nobody said anything. Like I don't know that anyone's noticed that I like spent a couple of days like merging through a bunch of PRs and forked it. I have it has its own site on github.io, but I haven't renamed it because I feel like they they abandoned it and it has mm. a following. And so what good does renaming it do if nobody cares that I did it? So maybe yeah. <laughs> when they're like, hey, John, this is not yours to keep named this way. You need to rename it. Then I'll rename it. Doesn't The name doesn't care. I'm not attached to it one way or the other. But like uh, the only reason I forked it is because they weren't working on it anymore. And like that's the same with WordPress and B2, but it is is it is different when someone forks an active project. Like, this is active. Like BuddyPress yeah. is getting work done. Um, maybe not to the pace that they're comfortable with, they're happy with, but it is actively developed. So to fork it, and uh, it's uh, it is it is interesting, but it is only good. It is only healthy for like all of buddy presses and buddy bosses users for there to be another group of people that pull it in and, and put their polish on it. Like that's exactly what you want from an open source project. It's only good. Going to go for a break. We're coming back. We've got JJ. I was really looking forward to this interview. It's, I think it started off well. We'll be back in a few moments, folks. Launch flows turns your WooCommerce website into a selling machine. We make it easy to create gorgeous sales funnels, no friction checkouts, order bumps, upsells, downsells, and much more. Gain full control over your buyer's journey from the top of your WooCommerce sales funnel all the way to the bottom. Best of all, you can use your favorite page builder, such as Elementor, Divi, Beaver Builder, Gutenberg, or one of the high-converting templates we've included inside. Get rid of the clunky WooCommerce shop pages and checkout process in favor of an optimized buyer flow that instantly increases conversions and makes you more money. LaunchFlows provides one-click order bumps that increase the total value of every sale with a 10 to 30% conversion rate. This is perfect for anyone offering complimentary products, training, or extended warranties. With unlimited upsells and downsells, your buyer's journey doesn't need to end at the checkout. Instead, we make it easy to display a series of additional offers as part of the original transaction. This is perfect for one-time offers, related products, mastermind class offers, high-ticket software sales, or subscription supplements. Not an expert? Don't worry. We've got the training and the consultation you need. WP Launchify will teach you how to get the most out of launch flows with personal consultation on WordPress, WooCommerce, marketing automation, and much more. If you want to earn more money with your WooCommerce online business, you owe it to yourself to try launch flows today. We're coming back. JJ's been doing his wizardy in the break. Uh, um, the wizard. Uh, um, so... You know what? What did what do you sense of GPL software in general? Because um, I noticed um, on our panel show, we had um, articles either last week or the week before that, and it was looking at market share. And obviously, WordPress is still seems to be growing, but other well-known um, web platforms like Joomla and Drupal seem to be in a decline by the report we were looking at. 
where things like Shopify and some other um, non-GPL software platforms seem to be growing. So how do you sense things? Do you think, apart from WordPress, a lot of GPL are in a slight decline? Well, I think I think the, the number that it is, uh, and it's like, uh, <coughs> it's not, it doesn't make me happy to think that that is the case. Um, and I think my, my personal outlook on it is a little bit more doom and gloom than most people probably want to hear. Uh, but I am happy to share it. Yes, I'm used to gloom and doom, so you know, a, decl- a declining empire that no longer exists. <laughs> We're leaving the common market. That's a really bright idea. Uh, um, so I'm used to gloom. So off you go, Jojo. Well, so like, even though the, the world of computing is generally hoisted up by open source software, right? And by millions of contributors to millions of everything from tiny to monolithic packages of open source software. We all, we all that in the industry understand that. And, but our, it's, it's, it's like a very human thing to sort of over, overestimate your importance in the world. I guess it's like the, the GPL as a license is only one of many. And, uh, open source software, as important as it is, uh, is is what enables other people to build off of what we think and what we do. We're all just kind of ants abstracting little pieces of it uh, and improving it and building it up, you know, over the course of dozens of years to have computing be at a point where it is today. So, like, and, and the... <laughs> It's not surprising that fewer websites uh, are going up, or that fewer CMSs are powering uh, things with open source software. Because, frankly, open source without anything else on top of it is like white rice, right? Like it is, it is great for what it is. It is a perfect foundation for a million different things, but it people only really like it usually when you've added something to it. And so like WordPress by itself is great. BBPress by itself, BuddyPress by itself, they are all great, but they, they need something else on top of it. So like it's, it's the experience that you build or that gets built on top of the software that needs to be the best. And it's not usually the best. And, uh, and so then when your choice is, do I want white rice, uh, you know, with a little cheese sprinkled on it, or do I want to get uh, like amazing Indian food someplace else for kind of the same price? Uh, where do you, where do you, what do you pick? Right. Like you go for the better experience, you go for the, the, the better, the better flavor. And, uh, and when it, it it's a tough Competition. If, you, if we're competing against, if by we, I mean, like if WordPress or open source or the GPL or the, that part of it is directly competing with a closed source platform like Shopify or Squarespace or something else, like 
we will always be behind always uh, and that either is you accept it and you know it and you're okay with it and you, it energizes you and it empowers you and it makes you feel like you want to build towards something better uh, or you, you look at the numbers and you see it declining and you think that that's bad or it's negative but i think it's completely anticipated that it will eventually when you're measuring those numbers that that's just kind of going to be actively what happens and like the part of it that is the, the most scary to me i guess is like the future generations are n- simply not using the web to, like we do like adults do like younger generations are engaging with each other uh through video game platforms that are specific to that video game with minecraft or uh fortnite or anything else uh they're building their their version of collaboration is with each other on twitch or on youtube uh they are not trying to contribute to mom and dad software right like they're not they're not captivated by publishing to the web the way that we were we grew up in an era where publishing to the web was like the most amazing experience you could have with a computer. And they have something that is like the culmination of all forms of media, TV, video, movie, the web, programming, uh, interaction, uh, all rolled into one. And they're not rolling websites the way that we did. They're not building websites the way that we did. And so like, I, I don't know that we're, or that open source is necessarily competing with closed source as much as like bigger, better, more captivating experiences completely other than just a website that is a web page, then a header and a content area and a footer and a sidebar. Like kids have found something way cooler and they're not going to be building something with WordPress because it's not what they grew up with. It's not how they work. It's not how they contribute to uh, their own communities. The way that they build things and contribute is through the communities uh, that they've, they've built through the software that they engage with each other. And so, like, if there was an open source video codec or an open source commenting system that Twitch and YouTube and everyone could sort of build something off of, uh, would be different. But if they're all rolling their own because they're not that complex anymore. Sort of, it's sort of a solved problem for them the bigger problems are network data transfer and uh, cdns all over the place and like the the title content blocks comments that's that's easy for them we solve that in a weekend uh, but with wordpress we sort of fine-tune it and obsess over it for for 10 years but it's not a powerful enough piece of software to power all of twitch right so uh it's not their choice uh, and so the reason that I think it's sort of doom and gloom is that it is uh, sort of we are like WordPress, you know, the the web I feel like is a little bit destined to be a card catalog uh, in a library. It's uh, like it'll, it will eventually 20, 30 years from now, it'll be a legacy system uh, that we all love and enjoy and adore and continue to want to work on and improve. Uh, but like the the HTTP part of it, the the HTML, CSS, JavaScript part of it. I don't know that we will be engaging with a website any more than we engage with an AOL keyword, frankly. 
that's totally. Um, oh, that was that was a bit gloomy there, there, folks. We're all doomed. <laughs> we're doomed. Holidays. We're doomed. Well, actually, we. So, co- I don't know what's happened to the half hour, but uh, we, we're getting yeah, close I, to it. Uh, um, so, but um, JJ's agreed to stay on for another fifteen minutes, which you'll be able to watch. Uh, um, on the U- on the WP Tonic YouTube channel, so you'll be able to watch the bonus plus the, um, our interview for the podcast all in one. Um, so, JJ, what's the best way for people to find out more about you and what you're up to? Uh, I blog like a regular old blogger at jjj.blog. And if you want to see the piece of software that I've generally been spending a lot of time working on lately, uh, you can check out Sugar Calendar, uh, one of the sort of pieces of software that we have uh, of our, our primary projects over at Sandhills Development, sugarcalendar.com. Uh, calendar software is fun. It's uh, it's spent my brain in a lot of different well, ways. Well, we have to discuss Maybe, that in the bonus content, see what you're we, up to we there can, as well. We can talk about that there for sure. So, Stephen, and Stephen's been helping us um, with the WP Tonic website to make it faster and a couple other website properties that I own, and he's been doing a fantastic job. So I recommend that you go over to Stephen and um, take, um, well, try out his speed optimization service. So over to you, Stephen. How can people find out more about you and what you're up to? Yeah, head over to zipfish.io, run a speed test and see how much faster your site can be. That's great. And like I say, this is going to be the last show, um, interview show before Christmas. Um, I just want to wish you and your family a great Christmas and a really happy new year. Um, let's hope that 2021 is a bit more of a happier year than 2020. Uh, um, it won't take much, will it, listeners and viewers? Let's be frank about it. Uh, but I do wish you and your family uh, a safe and healthy Christmas. You probably um, are going to stay at home. I would probably advise you to do that. But I do wish that for yourself. And thank you so much for your support of the WP Tonic Show and being a law audience. It, 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 it is much appreciated. We'll see you in the new year, folks. Bye. Thanks for listening to the WP Tonic Podcast, the podcast that gives you a dose of WordPress medicine twice a week.